0: And now we have seen the story from Shol's point of view. He's been wandering around looking for donkeys. In the meantime, actually now we're going to get forward to what happened before from Shmuel's point of view. So Bosuk tells us, V'Hashem golez in Shmuel, ifnei One day before Shal came, so Shmuel tells him what's going to happen. And Hashem tells Shmuel what's going to happen. He says, so This time tomorrow, I'm going to send you somebody from Eretz bin Yamin. You're going to anoint him as a Nogid. Nogid no- no- literally means uh, like a minister. Uh, Nogid doesn't say a king. And we're going to see this is significant because really Shoal wasn't given the title of a king in the same way that the kings of Yehudah were. But he's going to be someone who would be a ruler over Israel. he's going to. Instrumental in the saving place from the plishdim. Now there are two interesting points to point to, which catch our attention on the possum. The first one is Shaul had already been wandering around for three days, as we saw before this happened. Hashem didn't tell Shmuel at the beginning of the Shaul's journey that the king or the future king is on his way. It was only one day ahead, as he says tomorrow. I'm going to i to bring you this person, and uh, you're going to know him as the king. And the significance of that is, and we see this very often, and that is that Hashem uh, doesn't always have an Indian in telling a of what's going to happen a long time in advance. But it's necessary, it's not. So then he gets told. So here, the day before Shaul uh, comes, Shmuel's told that the future uh, ruler he meant to appoint Hashem is going to bring him to you tomorrow. What's also very interesting, and i not to see the significance of this, is there were two kings that, Shul, that Shmuel anointed. The first one was Shul, and the second one was David. And it was very different in that when it, the story of Shul, Hashem organizes that Shul comes to Shmuel. When in the story of David and Melech, so Hashem sends Shmuel to David. He doesn't bring David to Shmuel, he sends Shmuel to David. And why, why would that be different? Why would it be that in the case of Shul, Gido, the king is brought to Shmuel, Whereas in the case of David, Hashem sends the Navi to him. So we'll see, there will be a big part of the difference between Hashem was appointed as a king and David was appointed as a king. Did you really say why shall had to wander around for three days before finding Shua is, is there any significance in that? We spoke about that, but yeah. then even after that, it wasn't that came to him. No, Hashem, Hashem has brought him to said. The Rabb said that Hashem didn't tell him until one day of Wabekha was so So we spoke about that before, and that, what was the... There's a mysterious nefesh, and he's going to do the give him the Okay, let me helpful. Now, the next point is Hashem gives a reason why he's choosing a king. he says, <laughs> That the cry reached me, and the of this was, is that they were being persecuted by the Peshitim. And therefore, since they're in a position of distress, so it's very similar to the possibility that Hashem uses when he tells Moshe that he's going to send someone to send him it from a train. He says, because I heard their cry. It says, And same it says over here, Why were they pressed at all? We already saw beforehand that Shmuel had one of the signs of victory over the, over the Plishtim, And as a result of that, the Plishtim had been humbled. And they no longer came into the Guru of Israel. Uh, when Shmuel gathered all the people, when Beforehand, and the Pishtim thought this was a symbol that they were going to attack, and they did. And then Hakadosh Baruch made an ace for them. And it says in Parashat Yitgimel, that as a result of Yikonu apishim, the Pishtim were, brought, were brought, made humble, but they the Israel. and they no longer came into the territory of Eretz But he Hashem and if Hashem's hand was uh, supposed to be restraining the Pishtim as long as Shmuel lived. That's okay. So why was Kaisho being oppressed from the Plishtim? The Apostle told us clearly that as long as Shmuel was alive, Hashem, so to speak, uh, restrained the Plishtim. And Bichlath? Maybe it means in the future, after you died. The Kaisho cries for the future. Kiborat HaKase Elay means that they cry reaching. Mm-hmm. So the Alma is like the Radakia, and in the Mitzvahs to say that, which, that uh, now that Shmuel had gotten old, the Pishtim had become more aggressive again. But as, as I read the possible before, it's difficult to say that because the last of the possible was Kol Yumei and that as long as Shmuel lived, the Plishtim had been were being restrained, and therefore it's, 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 it doesn't say that when Shmuel was young and strong. It's much as long as he lived. So why would they be repressed by the Pishtim? And that's really the question you're asking. But we can, we can ask a bigger question. And that is, was that the reason why Hashem gave them a king? They asked for a king, and Hashem agreed to give them a king. It didn't say anything there. And the reason for the king was because they were being oppressed. And that the king was the solution to the problem. And now when Hashem tells Shmuel that I'm going to send you the person tomorrow, you're going to anoint him as a king, it's because the Kaisa was being oppressed by the Pishni. So why why would that be a factor in, in in making Shal the king. Okay, these are all the questions. Let's see what, now the story of how Shal gets made a king and see what we can answer. So the passage says in the passage, Shmuel ra is Shal. Shmuel sees Shal. And when he sees Shal, at the same time he gets in the V, and the Hashem answers him and says, This is the person I spoke to you about. And then Eitir is also a notion of of, like uh, someone who's a, a, a ruler, somebody who's uh, in power. It's, in, it's a word which doesn't come up so many times in Tanakh, but we do find other cases also of an otzer as being someone who's, so to speak, a ruler. And once again, the language used wasn't a king. Then it says a yimlech B'ami. it's a yatzer I mean, he's going to be a ruler of a cladish. So Shmuel gets told in advance that I'm going to send you Shol, and when Shol arrives, then Hashem indicates that this is the person that I hadn't met. Now, what's interesting is, Shmuel doesn't uh, go over to Shol. Once again, if the point was that Shol had to come to Shmuel, so Shmuel, having been told he's the person, Shmuel doesn't run over to him. It's the other way around. So Shol and Shmuel, Shmuel. And remember, he knows nothing about this. He knows he came to look for the Navi who's going to turn with the donkeys off. So by he says to him, Please tell me, where's the home of the Navi? Where's the home of the Navi? And uh, that way he'll, yeah, he'll go and ask him about the donkeys. Once again, we see from here, and this is very surprising, that Shaul didn't know who Shmuel was. Even though the whole class knew that Shmuel was the leader, Shaul uh, didn't recognize him. He goes up to him and asks him who's the lobby. So it's surprising that Shaul didn't, didn't know who Shmuel was. By uh, face that he didn't know his face, that's, just, that's surprising. Uh, uh, imagine someone today wouldn't know what a donkey is going like. But everybody's cameras and pictures. Yeah, but and... but Shaul didn't stay in one place, he traveled. It says everybody knew who Shmuel was. Everybody recognize him? It, it seem, well, we see not, but it's surprising because it wasn't a Shmuel Couser himself somewhere we don't really have access to anywhere um, And also we see that Sh- Sh- Shaul doesn't know? mention him by name, just where's the house of the Novi. Doesn't it more say that? It does say that by Sh- Shmuel Couser of Zikna, and it could be therefore people didn't expect Shmuel to suddenly look so much older. But anyway, he doesn't say where's Shmuel, he says where's the house of the Novi? Is so what we wanted to say beforehand that the town they were in was the town Shmuel lived in. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it wasn't just Shmuel's visit to here, was he went ask where's the house of the Navi? He asked where's the Navi? This was Shmuel's town, that's he Where's the home of the Navi? that's where they went there. Now, am Shmuel El So Shmuel says Shah says, It's me, I'm the i the had Bamba. And he says, Now I'm telling you what to do. Go in front, remember that we had to brought the carbon. So they put up a bomb, they put up like a table where they were going to eat the carbon and <laughs> you'll eat with me today come up and eat with me now, the carbon, and then the, tomorrow morning I'll send you off and I'll tell you everything you want to know so let's take this process and as a piece by piece and the first point with Shmuel's answer. has already found a certain uh, complaint as it were on Shmuel but why are you taking the credit as I am the novi? Uh, and uh, it's a little, even though it was true, but it was a little bit oh uh, Davidic. And because of that, uh, Shmuel was punished. That again the second time, when he had to anoint someone as the king, which was by David the So then he didn't know which of Yeshai's sons was going to be the king. And if you think about it, it must have been very embarrassing for Shmuel. Shmuel comes to Yeshai as a novi of Shem, as I've come to announce, one of your sons is a king. And Yesha says, I have seven sons. Which one? And Shmuel says, I don't know. So Hashem sent to you to what, what you're going to do now. I, don't, I, don't, to, I just don't know. So Yesha says, I'll bring them in. Maybe you'll be able to tell like, which one she's is going to tell you. And each time, Shmuel thinks it's him. And she says, no, it's not him. So each time, He says, no, I, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I thought it was for A kid says a who says, I can see everything. It was... Uh, definitely very embarrassing to be shown that I don't know anything and I, 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 he uh, repeatedly make mistakes about thinking who the king's meant to be and, uh, and even more so at, uh, you say it may be embarrassing but it's certainly dramatic definitely dramatic yeah and it's probably even more embarrassing when he went through all the sons and none of them were talking about right. one so how did that to him it was meant Shmuel to say to say for himself and I yeah um, was wrong, and therefore Hashem showed him you're not the right. In other words, you can't always see everything at once. And that was the chorus that, again, we're talking about a nobby, but if there was a time one in Shmuel for what he said, the chorus, the right thing to, to have said would have, what was he meant to say? So, yeah, go to that address, and then Shmuel says it's him. I don't what. What he meant to have said was something like Yosef said when Parah told him, I heard about you that you answered dreams. And its yes, response was, no, Hashem tells me what to say. So the Shmuel mm-hmm. should have said something similar, not that they it's true, but rather Hashim trust me. And if that would have been the correct response, so to speak, whereas they say, yes, and I'm the right, I can see everything. So Hashim showed him that uh, the things that Hashim can hide from that he can't see. Is there any significance uh, of the words that Yosef also used when he was looking for the brothers, is there like, I mean, or? Um, it's true, it's exactly the same words, but that's lush in Hebrew, when you ask to be told something. Okay, so there. There's, now, Shmuel obviously wondering what, what Shmuel him to go to the Bama for. He didn't come to. He uh, went to for lunch. He didn't come to stay overnight. He came to ask a and Shmuel answers him a And pause the cough. Shmuel tells him, the last three days. i Don't worry about them. they found. And now he really comes to Miramis to him. It comes to hint to him that what he wants from him. The uh, Khendis Yisrael is what's the treasure of Taha Yisrael. So he says, for somebody who is going to be the treasure of Taha Yisrael, um, uh, you shouldn't be worried about looking for the lost donkeys. But the donkeys, they aren't issued with family. So, once again, we see Shmuel was a raya, and Shul didn't even ask him what he wanted. Shul just asked him, well, who's the raya? And what he said me, he answered Shul's question uh, before Shul asked it. Now, yeah, is that something which is considered a tremendousness? A tremendous sign of the verb? So, that what? it wasn't that Sha'ala asked him where the donkeys he told him. Sha'ala didn't ask anything. But Shmuel told him up front, what you came for, the donkeys you came to ask him, but now where they're already being found. I remember many stories of many, many good island, oh, so people say, oh, I came to him and I didn't even ask my question in Right. So that's true, the many, many this, this isn't a sign of a no, it's, yeah, it's true, it's not a sign of another what I wanted to say. Um just recently I saw brought down from the a certain rapper who was uh, when he was young he was very close to Riyal Satman. And he said a few times he came with a shahida and as soon as he came in, revealed told him to answer not the answer question. he it's very misspelled. So Rabbial said it's not nice to be misspelled about Being able to understand someone else's mahlshava is a very low level. So I don't know exactly why it's a low level, I don't know exactly how you do that either. But uh, for a talking and saying there's nothing to be impressed about, it's not a very hard thing to do. So it wasn't something which, even here, shawl was meant to be misspelled. We found that to to be aware of someone else's, what they need or what they want, what's on their mind, wasn't a very, wasn't considered a very big dagger. Even though the Gemara says one of the things which are hidden from people is is uh, what someone else, what someone else is thinking. And some handsome person you don't know what someone else is thinking. And the Mashmara says that therefore was not something which is easily revealed. Right? But the answer is There's a very big difference between something I wanted to ask you. If that's the case, I didn't want to hide it from you. I wanted to ask you. So it doesn't it's not something which is hidden. I don't want to tell you. something which is going to be hidden and that doesn't reveal something a person does want to talk to the other person about. It's possible for them to know about it. Okay, so we find that Shal uh, didn't even have to ask about the donkeys. Shmuel already tells him what the donkeys are. But uh, he also says to him, that, that's not the reason that, that you came here. Uh, you, you, and that's why he, he invites him to join him in the Bama And wants to give him a lot of coffee. And Shal's answers to that. Vaya he says, ben yamin I'm from Benyamin which is Shevte Yisrael, the smallest of the shot of so you'll remember that this was just after the time when Binyamin came out and therefore there were very few people of Binyamin left. So he says, I'm, I'm firstly, Binyamin was the youngest Shevet, but besides that, it was also the smallest Shevte, having been nearly eradicated. And of all the families of Binyamin, my family is the uh, smallest family, or the youngest family, of all the families of Binyamin, in other words, I'm not I don't have any major eco in yeah. And therefore, I could have was an honor. And he doesn't understand why Shwul the giving him an honor and offering him to come eat, 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 uh, eat the suda with him. I don't I don't have nothing which is so uh, so to speak deserving of the cover that why are you why are you offering me this covenant? Now what's interesting is that Shmuel doesn't answer. And it says, Shmuel takes Shal and his Nahar. He brings them Nishkasas to his room. Uh The people have gathered for the Quran with 30 people. And he gives Shal to this place next to him, which is Rosh Akrim, the head of all the other people who have been invited. And Shmuel tells the tabaq was the person who was cooking the food. Shmuel, like we saw, previously told the tabaq, told the butcher to leave, a, when he's going to cut up the meat, to leave a certain portion aside, not give it to anybody. And now Shmuel says, that portion I told you to put on the side, I want you to bring it to my guest, which was to show. And what was the portion at the side? The shake is the foreleg, but is the meat, which is what covers like the shoulder blade, the top of the leg. I asked and he gave it to Shaul. I yeme and Shmuel tells Shaul and he says, "Hinei anishar, sim lefanecha." What's left from the carbon is pretty far into you to eat. Kila moi shamer l'chol lema raom karasi. I kept it from advance when I called all other people to the carbon. I kept it aside for you. In other words, he's telling Shaul that there's a halacha that if a person comes to a meal as an uninvited guest, he shouldn't agree to eat anything unless he makes sure that there's enough food for him. And there's a din of a person shouldn't eat at a meal wasn't invited to, because uh, maybe it's a surya shenema spake as Buddha, Maybe the host wasn't intending to have another guest, and now, while well, expecting to eat, he's going to take away someone else's portion. So that this tarakhur, would share the over here. Shaul sure wasn't expecting to be invited to the meal, and therefore now he sits down and Shaul sure gives him a portion, so the harakhur would say, you, you have to make sure, is there enough for everybody else before I eat? And that's why Shmuel again, preempts him, and Shmuel says, okay, "This is death for you from the carpet. I read to rush, told the told the, the the cook to keep it aside for you. And if you don't before you eating someone else's chayt." So for like Bacharim to just like show up at a meal, it's um It depends on the meal. In other words, there are people who offer open invitations to Bacharim and they expect Bacharim to come every week. And if that's the, if that's the matter, and it's understood, people just walk in and join the meal, and they they know about it and they expect it and they prepare for it. It's okay. Whereas the god of a family which that isn't their regular Shabbos routine, knocking out the Hayak and for a soda. For sure it's true. It's either gonna embarrass the house or someone's locking the house, whatever the case might be. That's the dinner of a Rech who wasn't invited, shouldn't eat in case of such and respect of stuff therefore I'm told that he's meant it's meant for him, he's meant to eat, so then uh, Shaul Sh- agrees to eat with Why did he give Dafka the portion of the leg? What's uh, significant about that? So, this is something which is very, very, like, it was a, to the whole point of Shaul's machus, and that's what Shmuel was being Ramah's name. And when Antonio has brought down the shloh in the Esther, it's a very, very important to you say. And that is, there was a reason why... the. Uh, even though the so kings are willing to come from Yehuda. even the kings are willing to come from Yehuda. there was a reason why the first king had to come from She'af It wasn't random, it was specifically from She'af And the reason for that, Eshla brings from the Mokobalim, not that reason, he brings from the Mokobalim before him, he brings that that the male of a Melech is he's not subservient to anybody else. It makes him a Melech. He's in the top. Everyone else is subservient to him. It says, when Yaakov bowed down to Esav, so it says Yaakov bowed down to Esav seven times and because of that, Esav had seven kings before Yaakov had a king. Esav had kings first. And what was the reason for that? Because Yaakov had so his bow to him, so he gave Esav a certain relationship over him. So for the seven times he bowed down, Esav was given, so to speak, seven melachim before Yaakov had a king. Now when Yaakov bowed down, the apostle says clearly, that all his wives and sons bowed too. And therefore, really, all of Yaakov's descendants had given the karek of melucha to Asa, they all bowed down to him. The only one who hadn't bowed down was Binyamin, because Binyamin hadn't been born yet. And therefore, Benyamin still had within him the ability to, so to speak, not to be subservient to Asa And therefore, the first Jewish king who interrupted the succession of kings of Esau Remember the kings of Israel were d'fnei melech melech d'nei If all there be a Jewish king, so the, the first. Is not considered a uh, Yes, it wasn't a king. Yes, it was the second thing and therefore the first. the The first king had to be somebody who would not necessarily be subjugated or subservient to Adam. And that was a king from Benyamin because Benyamin was the one shevet who never had been uh, humbled themselves to Adam, and that was a now yeah, that the. The, 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 without going into the request, yeah, we don't have time for that. But just briefly, what the shloss says is that's why Haman that's what Mordechai should bow down to him. because Mordechai was from Binyamin he was a Nazi of Binyamin and that was the one Shabbat who hadn't bowed down. And therefore, Haman thought, if I can get Mordechai to bow down to me, so then the whole kai Shlaz have to go themselves to Esau, and then that's the okay, so they're not going to be kings anymore. Whereas Mordechai also understood that that's why he was not going to bow down at any cost because he wasn't going to lose the money he had of not bowing down to, of his shaven's maelah, of not bowing down to his. So That was the, that was the maelah, of having king from Binyamin. And that's what he showed him with the sheik. He gave him the leg of the animal, because the bowing down is always a symbol of the legs, with some bows in the knees. And uh, he gave him the leg of the animal to show that the maila you have is that you still have the maila of what we call the uh, you, 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 a, a knee that never bent, never bent to, to anybody else. And that was really the answer to his question. Shaul's question was, I'm um, um, from the smaller shebe, from Binyamin, why are you giving me this covenant? forget, okay. okay. there's a man in shebe, Binyamin. There's a man in shebe, Binyamin, but Binyamin never humbled themselves to anybody else, and that's why they, the first king, the one who has to start the process of being a king, has to come from there. And that was also the nekura, the, the, which, which is negated to what we said before. Wasn't, Shaul wasn't meant to be a long-serving king, but he had to start the malchus. And like the Ramban had even had Shaul not done anything wrong, the Malchus would still have come from Yehuda. Shaul would have just been, so to speak, a stage to bring the Malchus back to Thay and they would have gone to And if he calls him an anagate, he calls him a leader, he calls him someone in power, but not a king. Shaul's job was to be the bridge. In other words, to bring the the Kayach of kingship back to Thay and then it had to be Dafka from Shevab Right, That's the first part. Next time we'll go back and answer the other questions of why Shaul had to go to Shmuel and everything we'll still see in the next part of the prayer.